weaknesses. Plutarch intended to show how much a man's disposition and temperament could determine whether he is a force for good or evil. He wanted his lives to be an example by which contemporary Greeks and Romans could live out their lives. As he states in his Life of Pericles, every man, if he chooses, has a natural power to turn himself upon all occasions, and to change and shift with the greatest ease to what he shall himself judge desirable, so that it becomes a man's duty to pursue and make after the best and choicest of everything, that he may not only employ his contemplation, but may also be improved by it. Virtue, by the bare statement of its actions, can so affect men's minds as to create at once both admiration of the things done and desire to imitate the doers of them. Moral good is a practical stimulus. It is no sooner seen than it inspires an impulse to practice. And so we have thought fit to spend our time and pains in the writing of the lives of famous persons. It is uncertain how Plutarch originally arranged his lives, whether chronologically or in categories such as military leaders and political orators. The order as presented to us since they were first published in the Renaissance in 1517 seems arbitrary as Plutarch himself in the course of his writing refers to other lives which no longer exist, or maybe were never completed. With this uncertainty in mind, it seemed logical to present the eight Greek lives that were among the most significant in the development of the culture and history of classical Greece. Each is a major stepping-stone in that development. Thus we begin with Lycurgus, a semi-legendary figure who is reputed to have laid a systematic series of laws and rules by which a fledgling society, the Spartans, could be stabilized, could evolve and extend its influence on the peoples around them. Next comes Themistocles, a great naval commander who increased the power of Athens by sea, and thus ensured her greater strength and independence. In an age of peace, Pericles extended the philosophy of democracy and left a lasting memorial to the architecture of the classical age by causing to be built the Parthenon and its surrounding temples. Alcibiades was a complex politician and commander who won famous victories for Athens in the Peloponnesian Wars, and was the warrior of the empire. Yet it was Lysander, the Spartan admiral, who ultimately subdued Athenian democracy and reigned as a tyrant over them. With the echo of the Athenian-Spartan conflict still audible, a new world figure emerged, the Macedonian Alexander the Great, who subdued Persia and parts of India, spreading Greek culture over vast tracts in the process. A different figure in Greek society, the political orator, is represented by Demosthenes. And finally, there is Pyrrhus, the professional soldier who takes on the emerging Roman state, and is surprised to discover that the Romans are not barbarians, but fight in an ordered and impressive way. Here are the first signals of the eventual military success of the Roman Empire that would soon absorb and appropriate the glories of classical Greece. Lycurgus 
Lycurgus, the lawgiver, is regarded as the founder of the Spartan constitution. Said to have lived around the 6th or 7th century BC, Plutarch accepted that Lycurgus played the key role in the establishment of the character of the city-state of Sparta in the country of Laconia. The Spartans were also known as the Lacedaemonians. Lycurgus, as presented here, is a real individual, an historical figure of singular vision and integrity, whose laws were upheld by Sparta for centuries after, and led to its position as one of the leading city-states of ancient Greece. There is so much uncertainty in the accounts which historians have left us of Lycurgus, the lawgiver of Sparta, that scarcely anything is asserted by one of them which is not called into question or contradicted by the rest. Their sentiments are quite different as to the family he came of, the voyages he undertook.